Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. We're live in studio, Salt Lake City area. I'm your host, Nate Webb, and I'm so psyched for today's episode. So I have here with me today Chandler with the great people of Relay. So after years of struggling in isolation to overcome pornography, Chandler found Relay, an app that helps people stay connected and accountable along the road to recovery. It makes it easy to find and maintain tight-knit support in a team-based environment using technology for good. And my man Chandler here, he graduated from BYU, strategy and computer science. He lives with his wife in Provo, Utah, just down the road from me over in Salt Lake City area. So welcome to the show, Chandler. Love to have you here. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. So how how did this relay come to pass? Because you're one of the co-founders, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Relay. Started it with two of my good friends from college. Um, but, but yeah, I really started with my personal story and, and happy to go, you know, into the background there, but, you know, I was raised in a, in a great family. Um, you know, we were always taught, I guess, like principles of using technology safely. Like my parents did, you know, the best they could, I think in, in helping prepare us to confront this and many other challenges, Mm -hmm. uh, growing up. And I was the oldest of five kids. We moved around a lot. Um, you know, my dad was always busy with work and my mom was at home with us. Um, and I think like, you know, growing up, I think as the oldest, there was this expectation for me to kind of, I don't know, fall in line is probably not the right, uh, terminology. My mom wouldn't like that, but I guess kind of live up to expectations. Right. Right. I felt felt this weight of like, I I think it was generally a good kid, like in and of myself. I need to be the example for all my younger siblings. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm number three of six. So I wasn't the oldest, but I had three beneath me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And so like, you know, Chandler does okay in school and sports and music. And so when I was first exposed um, to pornography, and I think we don't talk you know, as much about, you know, the role of masturbation as a part of this, because it's just, you know, none of it's fun to talk about. Um, but, but I think like somewhere along the line of early high school, um, as I was getting exposed to kind of both of those things, I mean, I, I just didn't feel like I had good tools to know how to respond. Right. Right. And I think as far as prevention went, you know, 10 years ago, uh, you know, I think my parents were trying to do their best. Right. Right. They are (laughs) right. But But you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. It's something that they didn't really know how to handle. And I, for, for a couple of years, you know, once I, I recognized, okay, I don't want to be doing this. Like there was never a time that I was like willfully rebelling or, or trying to go against, you know, right. the, the things that my parents were trying to help us do. Um, and so I, I eventually, after a couple of years did, you know, open up to my mom about this. And I remember how hard it was for her and feeling like she had failed as a parent trying to help protect us kids for, you know, the last number of years. Um, and, and I know that was just like super tough for her. Um, oh, yeah. And and basically, like the key part of my story was getting connected to a group based program where I was able to get a good support system with other guys uh, who I realized like there's a lot of people who are trying to work through this. And it doesn't like mean that you're a terrible person if you're if you're dealing with something like that. Right. And so 
to kind of fast forward and connect it back to relay just really quick. Um, I, I realized as I was more open with my story over the years, um, you know, I served the mission for the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints came back at BYU, um, opened up with a lot of different friends and found out so many people are, are dealing with this challenge and almost everyone keeps it to themselves. You know, maybe they open up to one friend or, or a church leader. Um, but, but I realized like, it's so hard to get rid of the shame and to get a good support system. And with yeah. Relay, um, we're bringing our personal passion and experience, you know, in this area and trying to make it really easy for people to stop struggling alone, to get connected with other peers in the same boat, um, to focus on, on effective and shame-free accountability and, and really connection because isolation is what perpetuates mm-hmm. a lot of these issues, right? Yeah, no, it's so big. I mean, I, so I'm a school counselor. Uh, at a high school. So I see a lot of kids suffering in isolation, coming into my office, talking about they might have seen something, they might have done something that they're not proud of, and they are terrified to talk to their parents about it. And so they choose to suffer in isolation and silence. And the true healing happens in community. You know, when you have a tight knit support group, when you have people who have been where you are, when you have people who understand, when you have people who, when you feel that urge, you can pick up the phone and talk to them instead of going off and doing that thing. Um, and that's why I really love the idea of relay because I mean, like, like we said in the intro, it's, it's using that technology for good. And so how did, how did relay come to pass after all this? Yeah. I think it's funny because I mean, you know, you struggle with something like this long enough that you just hate, you know, you want technology to get off the face of the earth and just, you know, if you can eradicate, you know, every form of social media and and pornography on the internet, then super nice. Yeah. Um, But, but I had this realization of like, I'm going to need, you know, I'm going to have a job. I'm going to have a normal life. I'm going to need a smartphone. Right. So I can't just like blocker my way to like healing. Right. Right. Um, And so, yeah, it was really this insight of there's a lot of people that have put together great programs and content to how to, how to break compulsive behavior and included. Um, What if we made it more accessible for people to reach through an app seven days a week and not, you know, Thursday nights for two hours, um, you know, and even for people who are scared to get to a group like that, how do we make it more accessible? And so we were at school together, the, the three of us at BYU, and it was actually in a class with my buddy Jace. Uh, we had served our mission together out in New York City. And it, the class was like, you can choose any project uh, to build. It was a coding class. And, uh, you know, you, you can kind of define what you want to do. And so mm-hmm. I pitched on the idea of like, you know, what if we built something that has the potential to actually exist beyond getting an A in this class? And essentially it was like, hey, we should like actually build something for reals. And so we built something in that class that was not relay at all, like not related. Uh, and then we got to the end of the class, you know, got a good grade. And we were like, well, you know, we we actually kind of do want to go build something meaningful. Uh, we didn't really still know what it was. And so we started bouncing ideas off each other. And I told him like, you know, hey, this is something I struggle with for a long time. He actually is like the one of the three people I've talked to who has never had a challenge with that. Wow. Uh, which was really funny. But yeah, no, like never. But he was like, uh, I have you know, a lot of friends, family members, I know that this has been a huge struggle for them. And, and he had a lot of, I guess, personal compassion and, and uh, interest in the space. And I said, you know, let's like, what if we made it easy for people to find digital group-based support and, and accountability in a way that didn't have the shame? Um, and so we started tinkering around with it. And then as it gained some momentum, we were graduating and had to make the decision, like, are we all in? Are we really going to go build, um, you know, the biggest 
impact version of this thing, or is this just a side project? And uh, and us and then the one other friend who we had brought on board kind of in, in between the timeline there, we all just kind of realized like, we really care about this. And so this is now our full-time jobs right out of college. That so. is crazy. Cause you're what, you're like 24. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Holy smokes. Yeah. That is so amazing. Um, Cause I don't know, a lot of 24 year olds, heck I'm almost 30 and I'm like, eh, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Um, <laughs> but I think that's awesome. So, so relay essentially is group therapy on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Basically it, it makes it easy to have that group-based support and accountability, which we're really focused on like connection through the group and then accountability with the group. And those are the two pillars that we're really trying to bring to life in an app. Um, and we've worked with a lot of uh, clinicians that have expertise in the recovery space to develop the app. Um, you know, we're the ones writing the code and designing the interface. Hopefully it looks, you know, nice to use in terms of apps and things like that. But I think what got clinicians and therapists excited about it when we first started talking to people about it was, you know, they're, they're always pushing their existing groups and individuals that they're counseling with to get better support systems and, and practices around accountability. Um, and it, it's a struggle for people that are even trying, you know, to get help. And so we're trying to reduce the friction for how easy it is not just to find that group, but to get a lot of value and in integrating them into your daily system of, of recovery and of healing. So what are some of the tools within Relay that are going to help reduce that friction? Yeah, the the most popular one is so we have like over a thousand users on the product right now. Uh, the most popular one's the red flag. And we didn't like know that people would love this that much. It's essentially like a one tap little button that pings the whole group and lets them know, like, if you're not doing well, maybe you're feeling tempted in the moment, or maybe you're just noticing that you're feeling stressed or lonely or bored, which are, you know, kind of these stressors and triggers that can lead to a relapse. Right. Um, it's reducing the friction to even like reach out in the first place. Cause we found that people were having a hard time picking up the phone or sending a text. And so it's just an easy to, to click button. Um, and even if the group doesn't respond right away, we've had people say time and time again, like that moment of just kind of letting my group know, um, even if it takes them, you know, half hour, two hours to respond, um, it, it helps me recenter. But almost, you know, more frequently is actually people respond super fast and they're like, yeah. hey, man, what's up? Like, how can I help? Like, what are you feeling? And I think that's something that most people haven't experienced here because it's so tough to to reach out or to even have someone that can respond on the other end. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, big time. Because, I mean, when you think about it, when you're in those isolation parts, it's because no one's no one's watching you you don't feel like anyone's there and you have those ideas creeping in but that, that little red flag i love that idea because that little red flag essentially it's like being look at me guys look at me i need people to look at me because i'm about to do something i acknowledged it right like i put it out there like it's almost like a burden's lifted by simply saying like you know saying with a click i'm not doing okay you know i i'm right. in danger you know? Um, and probably the other thing people have found valuable that kind of relates to this red flag concept is this daily pulse check exercise. Ooh. It's essentially like an emotional awareness uh, tool that we're giving people that helps them identify, uh, A, like when are you most vulnerable throughout the day? So maybe I'm, I need to check in in the morning before work because that's when I often kind of run into issues. Maybe it's right before bed. Um, so they get a reminder uh, and come into the app and they essentially walk through a little exercise that helps them identify oh, I'm feeling stressed right now. Why is that? And to kind of reflect through just some basic, I guess, feeling feelings, awareness, I guess is how I'd put it. Um, and, and even just recognizing, oh, I am stressed or I'm alone right now. And that's like, 
it maybe is the pattern of where I relapse in the three hours from now. So it's not even like the red flag is just for when I'm about to slip up. It's when I notice that, Hey, I'm not in a completely good place right now. Let me go and connect with my group. So that's how we kind of tie the red flag feature together with developing this skill, which a lot of therapists will work with people on. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, pornography is usually a crutch for something else. Like let's, let's look at the rest of your life and figure out how we can more healthily manage all these other, you know, kind of basic things. And so I, I think lo- people are not helpful. Oh yeah. I love how it makes you so psychologically aware of yourself. Like right. you start to notice your triggers. You start like even just the slightest, oh my gosh, I'm starting to feel it. Red flag, not doing great. Yep. Like it makes you so aware of yourself so that you can identify those triggers. Cause when they're identifiable, it is so much easier to quit and kick something once oh, yeah. you can identify, Oh, there is triggers one through 10. I yep. know what to avoid and who to contact, what to do when I encounter those triggers. That's huge. Yeah. hundred percent. I think the other thing I didn't realize that like people have loved about the product is the accountability piece. So like, I'm, you know, you can come in and see how I'm feeling. Let's say I don't even throw the red flag. Nate can come in and see, oh, it looks like Chandler was feeling, you know, tired and lonely this morning. We make it easy too for Nate to reach out to me and start a conversation there, um, which I think has been really powerful for people. But beyond that, like they're, they're not just tracking, you know, whether I looked at pornography yesterday right. or helping customize a game plan. Because a lot of what clinicians will work with people on is, you know, let's get you waking up at a certain time or exercising regularly or spiritual habits, right? Like praying or scriptures, whatever it is. And so I'm tracking those things too in Relay and my group can see how well I'm doing at that and vice versa. And the reason why people have loved it is because it's not my mom or my best friend who doesn't struggle with this that's nagging on me. It's other people in the same boat. We're all tracking these things together. And so there's less shame, which makes it kind of exciting. It's like slightly gamified. It's not like a video game, right? In any sense, it is kind of fun. It's not it's not so, you know, dismal and gloomy. It's like, Hey man, I saw you've been slacking on that exercise goal. Like what's up or or vice versa. Like, looks like you're killing it at your goal to not be on Instagram. That's awesome. And those things are helping people, you know, heal faster and avoid slipping up. Yeah. Well, I don't know in in group. It's so easy to make to, to gamify things, but in a good way, like in a United, not competing against each other. Yeah. It's like we're together, but like success with each other guys. It's so awesome. All of us have been following our stuff for like 10 whole days. Let's keep the streak going. How can I support you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Like, I think that's the thing that is motivating for people that it's so hard to feel that when you're alone without a good support system. It is so hard. It was so, and the reason I was so surprised when you said your, your, you know, your one friend, the other guy that went in on you guys with, with this, uh, went in on this with you guys, Mm -hmm. um, had struggled with it because I struggled with it in the past. I have not, I've, that is the first person I've heard of in my life. That is a man that has not struggled with this at some time in their life. And I know plenty of women struggle with it too. Yeah, no, for sure. That's the other part of it is. I think people think, and maybe, you know, especially still kind of like our, my parents' generation, right? Like assume that it's kind of the young men that, that you know, need to stay aware of this. And we've heard from some of our female groups, like this is a total breath of fresh air because they felt extra stigma and extra alone. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's so tough. Yeah. And as I understand it, it, it Relay is not just for those with a pornography addiction, right? What are Correct. the type of support groups can will can support people with relay. Yeah. So, so although we built this, this platform essentially with the goal to be able to be used across any type of behavioral change or behavioral health, 
Uh-huh. Um, we have stayed pretty focused in the first, it's only been alive a year. Uh, and so we stayed pretty focused on just pornography addiction. But the one other use case that we have just added is related to eating disorders. Oh. Um, so for binge eating or anorexia or bulimia, yeah. um, we're, we've now got our first handful of groups going for those. That's uh, awesome. A lot of the same therapists who are really excited about Relay for their people trying to overcome pornography, new people or we're working with clients overcoming binge eating or, or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, the cool part about Relay is like the, the features in the app aren't like they aren't customized or they don't say porn addiction anywhere in the app. It's no. it's really these basic principles of emotional awareness and connection and accountability that apply to, to anything. And so that is our big vision and why right. we're so excited about this and why we wanted to do this for our full-time jobs is we think this could be applied to a bunch of things. To ev- everything. I mean, I'm always thinking about social media and how it's affecting our youth. And the first two things that come to mind are pornography and eating disorders, because I mean, it kind of does. I mean, these things kind of do discriminate based on sex. Instagram is going to throw so many more hypersexualized ads at our young men than they do our young women. And then on the other side, they throw so many more body image things at our young women than they do our young men. And yeah. so like Instagram or TikTok, they encourage eating disorders and it encourages this culture of you have to look a certain way and our young women are hurting. And so it really makes me happy to hear like, it's the basic principles that can help you with anything. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, the program that the product, it doesn't discriminate based on what you're struggling with. It's just there to help you no matter what. Yeah. No, totally. And even for people that like we, we've had others sign up for alcohol and, and substance abuse and other things, um, we, we are putting those people on a wait list for when we do have enough people to start forming groups. We just don't want to, you know, try to serve every type of use case today and not be able to get people groups. Right. Uh, but but yeah, totally. I think it's so sad. I think that technology has become deeply associated with these really negative things that that create all sorts of intense issues for the rising generation. And it broke my heart to see how my mom's heart was broken, feeling like she had failed trying like because she knew the danger of these things. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and my sister had struggled with an eating disorder as well. Right. And so oh, it was like, uh, man, it, like for any parents listening, I would just want you guys to know, like, you are awesome. You guys yeah. are stars. And there is like, it's not I'm your fault. Sure I'll feel this someday, right. Where it's like, I want to be able to do, you know, more than what's in my power, but there's only so much I think that, that you can do. And I think realizing that, you know, I, I think what helped my mom, I think feel a lot better was realizing how much I had grown through this challenge and realizing like, it doesn't define me and I'm not letting it define me. And even though it's unfortunate that I, or my sister or anyone else had like stumbled into these problems that yeah, social media probably exasperated. Um, I, like I, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to, to walk through this process of healing and change and, and recognize like that it's a good thing. And we all need like these type of principles for, for one struggle or another throughout our lives, you know? Yeah. And I know so, so many people in my past and in presently students that I know that like have literally said the words, if only I could t- just talk to people who understood if only I could, you know, X, Y, and Z, talk to people who got it. If yeah. only I had someone that I could talk to, because I don't feel like I could talk to mom. I don't feel like I can talk to dad. Yeah. And this, this removes that barrier. It's like, you want, you want a whole group of people that are struggling with what you have struggled with, some people that can support you, bam, like it's there. Yeah. And you can get in, I don't know, in high school, we hear about kids taking their bullies home in their pocket. 
the, the, the opposite. You can take, take your, your support allies. system home with take you. Your support system with in you in your pocket exactly. at all times. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. No, that you're, you're pitching it better than I do. That that's the power of it, right? We don't need our support system just one night a week. You know, if you're going to a physical in-person group, that's great to meet in person if you have that option. I know that's scary for so many people if that's the only option. Um, but even then, yeah, you need it in your pocket with you if you've got the reverse, you know, trying to claw at you through your pocket as well. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's totally the goal. And I think people are, people are loving it so far. And what, what's excited about, or what's exciting about it to us is, um, we're, we're getting tons of feedback around, you know, I would love it if it could, you know, do this or, or this thing. And, and so we've got a lot of, you know, ideas that we're working on to keep making it better and better. Yeah. Just tweak it here, tweak it there and continue making right. it an awesome tool. It just makes me so happy because kids are like, kids are on phones. There's no, there is no putting Pandora back in that box kids yeah. that have phones they have phones y'all if you haven't given your kid phone yet good job for you but eventually they're going to have it and so having tools like this accessible and available um are so so important and and not to mention like one of those barriers that stops a lot of people from getting help is cost right a lot of people are like dude therapy is so flipping expensive like i can't afford that this is not this is one of the most affordable products I have ever seen in the mental health realm. Yeah. And that is a big deal because statistically, those who struggle, well, I shouldn't say those who struggle, statistically, those coming from a lower social economic status um, have a predisposition to struggle more because of the added stress of, I have to help mom and dad pay the bills. Yeah. I have to be mom and dad 2.0 because mom and dad are working all the time or other things like that, they have that predisposition to struggle more. And so being, you know, low, low barrier, next to no barrier entry to get this kind of help to be part of this support system is going to mean the world to these kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and the only reason that there's even a cost at all, like we, we considered, you know, going nonprofit with this, but we realized that having some cost actually made the groups way more effective in the engagement. Oh, that yeah. we're um, oh, yeah. and people have a little skin in the game. That being said, I tell this to everybody, if anyone listening is like literally cannot afford uh, the cost of the app, which, which yeah, we've tried to make way more affordable than therapy. If anyone emails me, my email is just Chandler at join relay.app. Um, I will help you out. If you're committed, that's all we want. That's why the cost is there. So yeah. And that'll be in the podcast description. So oh. if you guys truly, you're like, Hey, like I want this, but I truly cannot hit Chandler up. He'll talk to you. You guys will figure something out. <laughs> um, this has been wonderful, Chandler. As we as we wrap up, um, you know, we talked about healing and community and suffering and isolation. And I truly believe that relay. This is something that's going to help unite people for good. Um, in, in parting, any last 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 tidbits you want the listeners to know before we go our ways? Yeah, I think I think the biggest you know lesson I've learned. Uh, is that, you know, whether it's you or, or a loved one, you know, that is struggling with something like this. Um, it, it is just, you know, a, a trial of many challenges that that we all will have throughout our lives. It certainly is the end or it isn't um, what will define you or that individual. Um, I think there's so much power in simply recognizing like, yeah, this is this is a big deal and that we don't want it to stick around. But it certainly doesn't need to be that, you know, uh, gloomy of, of a topic, right? Like, I believe that we're here on earth together to band together 
uh, and unite around whatever difficult challenges we're facing and help each other work towards progress and not do it alone, not do it in isolation. Um, and so that's kind of the, yeah, final remarks I'd leave, you know, with everyone is, um, you know, you never know how many other people are out there that are dealing with the same thing. And I think we need to find ways, you know, relays one way. I think there's a lot of ways we can help change the narrative around, around challenges of any kind and how we band together to help each other become our best selves. I love that. It reminds me of something. My, one of my buddies, um, his name's Smith Alley from Live Life Bigger. Yes, we love Smith. We love Smith. <laughs> um, something he talked about about a year ago a lot was normalize sharing your struggles. And this yeah. is one way to normalize sharing your struggles to see, holy crap, a lot of people struggle. I'm not alone. For those of you listening, you're not alone. For you mom and dads listening, you are great. This is not your fault. No one asked for this. This is something that happens when there is a, a wacky world that we live in. And those of you struggling, you got this. Don't suffer in isolation. Come on over to Relay. Join the community and get the help you need. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much, Chandler, for joining us today. Um, how can people keep track of what you guys are doing? Um, shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow us at join relay app. Uh, if you do use social media, I guess that's the irony in what we're talking about. Right. Um, yeah, I'll put my email, you know, in the contact description. I love nothing more than when parents or church leaders or individuals reach out and message me directly. I'm always going to take a phone call or an email, uh, to see how I can be helpful, whether it's through relay or something else. Um, and then our website, uh, www.joinrelay.app. You can check out more, you know, there we have a lot more information that you can look into. There you go. And all that will be in the podcast description. So go check them out. Um, flood your social media with good things like them. Um, and if you have, if you have a question, you can go ahead and email him. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode. If you need anything, you can reach out to us. If you want to get a speaker in your church event or community, you can go fill out a speaker form in the bio. Um, everything else are how you can go check us out save the kids inc on instagram as well um always remember you are wonderful you are worthy and you are worth it go home and give your kids an eight second hug and we'll see you on the next one